Thank you to Anne and the News Desk. Remember that African Dialogue comes to you every Monday to Thursday at 1100 hours Central African time. Please interact with us on our Twitter handle at Channel Africa or you can Facebook us. Also SMS your views to plus two seven eight two three three two five nine zero five. Well, as we kick off Women's Month here in South Africa, we found it befitting to find one of many women in our country who is doing extraordinary things in the business space. Kate Moodley is an accomplished businesswoman woman with a number of academic qualifications, which includes a master's in law. She began her career in legal, but quickly moved into the financial services industry and insurance in particular. She has won numerous awards, including the Standard Bank Top Business Awards. In an interview I had with her earlier, I started by asking her to tell us about herself. Hi, I'm Kate Moodley, and I'm a franchise director at Discovery. I would definitely consider myself as ambitious, um, and but in saying that, I think it's strategic ambitious. Um, I'm high on integrity. I do believe that it's important um, to be a good leader, and uh, I think I've focused my entire sort of career up till now, and my own journey is just about being a good leader and sort of living my life to the best that I am capable of doing. And you say you're from Discovery at yes. the moment, you're working for Discovery. Yes. What is it that you do at Discovery? So Discovery's got a very interesting distribution model. Um, they outsource it, so it's a franchise model. So you pretty much own your own company under the flagship of uh, the Discovery brand. And in essence, in the most simplest form, it's literally just the distribution of life, health, uh, invest, and short term mm. to financial advisors. So we don't sell directly to the public. We've got advisors that on sells it to individuals like yourself. Mm. And how did you? Where did you start? Some of your those humble beginnings, um, you know, when Kate twenty years ago or fifteen years ago, perhaps. Mm. When did you start your? your path to the profession that you're in now? So interestingly enough, I grew up in a town called Clarkstop, which is in the Northwest, and um, I studied law. And uh, I must say, when I got into practice versus what I watched on TV, which is LA Law, <laughs> it was completely different. That was very nice, though. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. I think you kind of create this idealistic view of things. And then I did my articles, um, and I must say I hated every second of it. I really, really didn't enjoy it. But I continued continued in the legal advising space, and I always say getting into the role on the distribution side happened by default. Um, There was literally a position that was available for a regional manager at uh, Momentum, and uh, I remember one of the managers asking me to apply for the role. And I just thought, geez, what do I know about distribution? But let me apply. And I suppose the rest is just history. And then I spent five years at Momentum in two very different roles, one as a regional manager and then as a GM, uh, which was on the executive team. And then after that, Discovery kindly approached me to sort of take over an existing business. Um, And it was exciting because I knew about the business. And interesting enough, in my own mindset, I thought the only competitor I'd want to go to would be Discovery. And I've been there for nine years, and it's been an absolutely amazing journey with Discovery. Mm. And have you moved in terms of what you were doing when you started at Discovery and what you're doing now? No, so the difference is because it's my own business. Mm. I think, you know, uh, there was also one of the other reasons why I made the shift is that it's something that you own, it's your own entity, you can pretty much navigate it um, to a large degree to in the direction that you want to. 
So I've been there in that role for nine years and it is something that I own 100% of. Um, so I think that's pretty much the reason why I've not explored other opportunities and I'm not sure if I will. Mm. Um, what inspires you as, as a young, successful female in South Africa to continue doing what you're doing? I think if if I reflect on, you know, people ask me what makes you get up in the morning. I think um, initially I can't tell you that I had a specific reason why I would work hard and I'd try and be successful. I think it was just inherently in me. But if I kind of reflect on my upbringing, uh, the one thing that was taught or a value that stood out specifically was hard work. You know, if you really wanted to achieve and to sort of achieve your goals and your dreams, it, you have to put the effort into it. And I think that's as simple as it is. Um, it really is just about getting up and doing what you're doing. I, you know, I try and recall, but there's never been a day where m- my mom or dad have never gone to work. I don't think they've ever called in sick leave. So I think that kind of work ethic and ethos is what's kind of installed the same sort of premise in myself. So what inspires me, um, you know, I specifically look at, I mean, I'm very passionate about diversity and women empowerment. And and I think that inspires me from the perspective of if you've been given an opportunity to sort of do well in life, I think it's critical that you sort of pay it forward. And and I don't say just pay it forward in terms of your conversations with people. It's literally bringing it in, into your business and into your space. And I, mm. and I kind of reflect on my own business. It's a... We are 97% female, um, and for me, it's it's a non-negotiable. You know, it's creating opportunities for other women, and uh, and it's something that I think comes naturally to me. It's not something I've got to think about. It's not a policy that I've got to implement. It's something that's just inherently in me. I think if we can create opportunities for the next generation, especially females, we should do so. I, I have a view that uh, I think we've paid the price in certain in certain elements of the challenges that we've experienced, be it in corporate, be it the um, the sort of hardships that we've gone through, and I think that should have paved the way for the next generation, so that it's easier for them because we are in that position, or we are in that positions of influence and uh, the ability to change. And I think if we, as as women of South Africa, if we don't use that opportunity, it really is to the detriment of the next generation. And and that's pretty much what inspires me to do what I do. Mm. And do you think that we still have that that work ethos that you're speaking about of waking up, um, working hard, or people are just so interested in this microwaved life and microwave mm. solutions where it's just a quick solution to getting to what you want or a, a quick recipe to attaining um, what you are looking at attaining in the next ten years? Do you think we still have that? Perseverance, so to say. I think it's a generational issue, though. Um, you know, if I kind of look at my business and the type of people I employ, it's completely different for the Z generation versus the millennial versus us, you know, as an example. So I think it really is, it's just what they view as important. So if you think about a millennial, it's really all about work with a purpose, right? It's not about working yourself to death. It literally is about kind of finding meaning in terms of making money. They, It's important, but it's not important enough to sort of compromise your, your personal life and your health and all of those kind of things. What I have seen evolve over time, and I think personally as well, is that I think at the beginning, um, and specifically in our generation, 
is that we there was a huge emphasis in terms of career chasing you know in terms yes. of sort of finding you know if you talk about like you were the youngest female to be given an opportunity mm. um you were the youngest appointed chartered accountant or the youngest lawyer that I, I, I think about it now it's completely trivial um what really matters is whether you've had the competencies to do the job because it's irrelevant what your age is mm. and and i think we've got to be very careful about that because we confuse success with age at times and we confuse how quickly we got there as opposed to whether the person that was appointed into the job can actually do what they need to do and i think that took me a while to kind of figure it out i think in, in the early parts of my career it was about trajectory like at 26 i was appointed to the exec team mm-hmm. and it was it was amazing and and i learned a lot in that process but i think if i kind of reflect on it your greatest growth comes from time um understanding and learning certain skills and remember a lot of it's got to do with eq and i think that comes with maturity um as well in terms of how you handle things I think of when I started at Discovery to where I am now. You know, things that you still rattle my cage. <laughs> Don't do that anymore. Except that you've learned how to so you've deal learned with how to deal with it. You know, you kind of uh, you know how to deal with clients that mm. are upset, and you've kind of you've grown a lot in in that space. So I really do think it's generational. I do think that um, people are impatient. Yeah. You know, success is not a destination. Success is a journey. and and everyone defines it completely differently and i think you've got to be respectful of that and it's about balance right it's about being healthy it's about sort of caring for your family and um i mean i read such an interesting quote the other day um you know it's about true sort of success or true charity is really about going back and actually loving your family that's kind of where it starts right and if you're not healthy and you don't care of you take care of your physical fitness you can't perform in the other areas of your life so mm. it's all of those factors that you've got to be got to be mindful of women in business do you think we have enough women who are ceos of their own companies and who are visionaries of their own companies in in South Africa so i think women so i think there's two parts in corporate south africa definitely not i think we could do a lot better um even though we in excess of 20 years of into democracy i just think that we have not reached the numbers that we have done and i think the the, the sad part of it is uh, south african corporates believe that or n- are not sort of uh, comfortable or not confident that there's enough talent out there mm. and it's awards like the standard bank top women's awards that kind of showcases the talent that we have in this country and it blows my mind where we can't seem to find the talent when it actually exists So I think that's the the corporate South Africa we haven't done enough but uh, what's interesting is that I've seen a lot of startup businesses where women are actually starting up their own companies which is kind of what is the the president's initiative mm. and and it's moving in that direction. So I think there it's not necessarily just a gender thing. I think it's really about whether South Africa is following the strategy of um sort of entrepreneurship which I do believe it's it's doing doing quite well. Mm. On that level. Tell us about some of your milestones, your achievements. Maybe give us three that you would say stand out for you. I think the first would be um having completed my book. Um I think that was it was it was a hard journey, but uh and I suppose you know in the beginning when you start to write, you don't think that it's it's ever going to finish. What is it about? It's on personal branding. It's titled I Ink Be the Sea of Your Brand. Mm. and uh and i think the thought process of why i went into it was because of that transition from uh, momentum to discovery what was 
clearly important to me at that point is is that branding is about reputation it's not really about the product that you're selling mm. and i saw a lot of clients sort of transitioned with me in that irrespective of which brand i represented and that kind of led me to writing this book um i think the second milestone was on a personal level um definitely having my son yes that's <laughs> always the best but that would definitely be the the trump yeah. <laughs> of it and i would think the third one would be um There's two parts of the third one. Mm. I mean, winning there's a few awards from the Standbank Top Women's Awards. Um, I've been the top South African Women Business uh, Women of the Year, top women executive. I think those were fundamentals in my mm. career in terms of kind of creating a bit more credibility behind the name Kate Mudley and what initiatives I've started and I've br- branded. But I think the one that I set out it was interesting because it's uh, it's a goal that I've always wanted to study at Harvard. and it just happened mm-hmm. much later in my life so yeah. i started a course last year and i'm still in the process of completing it so those would be the milestones i would consider and let, let's talk about those awards um yes. the standard bank top business awards what do they mean to you and of what significance are they so when i when i think about um I think winning the awards but more importantly being a judge on this on the uh in the process itself. I think what I I sort of extrapolated out of it is that we have so much of talent in this country. Um you know in the women's space I just don't think that we are showcasing uh, women sufficiently and I think this platform is a great initiative as it gives women an opportunity to sort of share what's happening what they what are their achievements what they're working towards I mean diversity is an absolutely critical part of this country and and I think it's a great opportunity apart from the recognition I think the recognition is one element and probably the the least important mm. I just think it's the opportunity to sort of see what's happening are we doing enough sort of look at the 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 board and say are we doing enough from a country perspective because it looks at different industries right so you kind of map it out and see whether there's being enough done and this awards kind of showcases that element mm-hmm. it also allows people to connect with each other that are achieving the same if not more and kind of looks at the initiatives and looks at what work what hasn't worked and it also allows them to do business because i think as women we're not good at that networking and connecting um and we're not good at showcasing ourselves you know mm-hmm. i don't think it's a natural initiative i mean if you think about it when you compliment a woman and you say you look beautiful today mm-hmm. the first thing we'd probably say to you is um you know what this old thing yeah. you know oh, kind of oh, not today <laughs> or you know what i didn't do x y and z so i mm-hmm. think that's not our natural ability to sort of just embrace the comment mm-hmm. and, and move forward so i think these awards are phenomenal um it just gives women an opportunity just to connect network um kind of see where they could take their own initiatives to the next level and and just see whether we are doing enough from a diversity perspective i think we could do so much more i honestly believe that mm. and what would you say are some of the challenges or or the, those obstacles that are hindering women from from getting to where they want to be where they need to be I think it's leadership. I think you know there's certain leaders in different organizations that don't sort of buy into this inclusivity discussion. I think they might think that the so you might tick the box in terms of appointing a female onto a board or you might tick the box in terms of appointing someone to do certain things or in a certain role, but what's more critical is whether you're actually inclusive in terms of the actual strategy. 
and uh, and I always think about a personal example that I had a couple of years back where I was appointed to this role and you know we were sitting in an exco meeting and I I could see that the the conversation was moving more towards a male you know they were sort of listening to the comments and then I thought about it and and I was bold enough to sort of contact the person afterwards that sort of cha- chaired the meeting and I said well if you don't change the dynamics of this and give us two females that were on the board mm. an opportunity to sort of uh, share our views I'm out of here and I think we've as women you've got to be firm about that you've got to be you've got to have the belief system that that sort of it's critical that you've got a platform to speak um, but it's all about competency as well you know you can't speak from not being competent and i think that's also a challenge i think there's a a pre sort of conceived idea of what we can deliver but i if there's one bit of advice i can give anyone it actually came from jill marcus she was speaking at an event uh, actually at the sandbank top women's awards and she said you should never be selected because you're a woman you should be selected because you're the best mm. and i think as as south african females we should focus on our competencies and being really good i mean i play in a very male dominated space mm. and i must say that it was all about competency to win people's sort of conviction and whether they trust me enough mm. and today it's a non issue uh, it really is a non issue in my space at all how does it feel walking into a boardroom and it's just men and you have to present something important or your, yeah. or, or your product how, how do you how do you I think initially it was uncomfortable um, but now I'm comfortable I think if you know your stuff you mm. you should be fine and it's all about the confidence that you sort of exude but you can't you can't sort of exude confidence if you don't have the skills yes. you know you can't go in and talk about your product if you don't know your product so I think it's about delivery it's about spending the time and effort to sort of develop the skills that you have and i try not to play too much into the space of male and female i really i really focus more on on skill and mm. and and having the ability to do so um, i mean we in a i think of the franchises we were so lucky we actually won um two nights ago oh wow and it's interesting because the dynamics of the business is that it's still very male dominated and it's good to be sort of have a female that's able to be a recipient of that because i think it sort of creates the the opportunity for other women you know i always say that like i mm-hmm. went to one of my other female colleagues and i said i can't wait for the day where the top 3 are female that accept mm-hmm. those awards you mm-hmm. know cuz it it just shows that we've moved in the right direction and there's nothing stopping us from achieving mm-hmm. it it's just putting the effort into it and making it happen tell us about kate 5 years time what are some of those aspirations what do you hope to achieve in the next 5 years So I think personally uh, I think it's always with having a kid um the most important thing is to make sure that I'm always av- available to my my child yeah. child and to my future kids. Yes. <laughs> I think um that's very critical. I, I mm. focus I play place a lot of importance around being a good mother mm. and and raising a good child and and being a very strong pillar in my family. I think that's a absolute priority. And and secondary is just to Academically I think I want to eventually start my PhD mm-hmm. um once I've completed my my Harvard sort of course and then but I haven't figured out the topic but sort of more closer on the agendas to sort of uh, I've started writing a book on authentic leadership I'm extremely passionate about that topic mm-hmm. so I'm hoping to complete it in the next year or two and uh, publish and i would say that would be the next goals and i and i love discovery so i don't see myself leaving them in the next 5 years i'm extremely happy i love the business i love what i do 
So I think that uh, will continue, and mm. uh, I'm hoping to grow my business to the next level completely. What would you say to a young lady listening to you right now who's dying to get into the space that you're in or something different but sees you as a role model, sees you as someone that can mentor them and they're just struggling, you know, there are these mm. barriers after barriers, people not having that, um, not believing in them, you know, as you were alluding to yeah. earlier, sometimes people just don't believe in the skill that you have. Yeah. Well, what would you say to, to those young ladies there? So I think the critical part um, for a young person is that I say, if I can do it, you can do it. <laughs> That's as simple as I see it. But more importantly, I think you've got to find yourself a mentor um, because mentorship is is critical in this country, you know. And people sometimes look at um, successful women or successful people and they think it was an easy journey. And I think when you connect with those individuals, it kind of helps you to map out your own challenges and your own difficulties. But the one thing is that even if you are experiencing obstacles in terms of people knowing whether you're there and you're capable, there are small tricks and hacks. I always say there's small mm. tricks and hacks of, of doing it and convincing it. And that comes down to the conversation of brand because maybe there is something that you're doing that's not working. Mm. And you can only move past it if you kind of take a critical introspection of who you are and what's going on. There's a reason why you're not being promoted or you're not being, you're being overlooked for certain opportunities. But you can only derive that information if you've got a strong mentor. Mm. Um, I'm a, an absolute fan of that. I think, um, I think women that have been successful, we've got to, we have to have to give back. We have to help people map out their journey. We have to help them understand how did we get to where we are or how did we, how did it become the journey that we have? And, and I think as a young individual, find that person that inspires you. And it's never, it's never easy to connect with them, but I can assure you that uh, women that are successful are very, very, very prepared to share mm. and give back as much as they can, especially from a time perspective. That would be my advice. Thank you so much. I've really enjoyed this discussion. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Kate.